What's up, fantasy freaks? It's your boy, Christian Michael, back at it again. This is the Fantasy Football Freak. Coming to you live from the Bear Island Brewing Studios. No, just kidding, guys. I'm actually live from my mother's basement. Yeah, so I'm just going to bang out a quick podcast here. I know uh, you guys don't come to me for the waiver wire stuff. Um, I know that uh, you probably come to me for bullshit reasons. So this episode, I just wanted to do some fantasy surprises. So uh, we'll do a little quick update. Last week was the most bonkers week of fantasy football history. Groundbreaking. First time five players have gone for 40 plus. And I think generally like once or twice a year, two guys go for it, but five in one week. So let's count. So we had Will Fuller, Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Jones, and one other guy. I can't remember the other guy. Anyway, did I say Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. But regardless, it was an apeshit week. And I was looking at some people uh, were sending sending me um, DMs. And this guy... Uh, Pull it up real quick. Okay. Come on, Instagram. So this guy, Jared, sent me a screenshot. He was going up against... Deshaun Watson was the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey was the running back. Will Fuller was one of his receivers. And Aaron Jones was in his flex. So he went up against a guy who's... Who had 120 points from four players. Why can't that ever happen to me? Uh, It's never going to happen again though. I like. That's my opinion. Anyway. Let's get into the fantasy surprises. So. At number 10. I've got 10 surprises. And I'm going to go from 10 to 1. My. uh, 10th surprise. What I put the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. Let's start with the Falcons. Surprising because they've been trash. Devontae Freeman is a shell of himself. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm actually really glad because a couple of my leagues, like he had a bad uh, one, two, and three. Weeks, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy low, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get this running back to stabilize, you know, my stable of running backs, and he's been awful since because that trade was declined, and uh, so thank you for declining that because he's been awful. Like seriously, he's having like his stat lines are like eight carries for twelve yards, like. Really, really bad. Frank Gore looks like 
you know, booby out there from Friday Night Lights compared to this cat. So other than Julio Jones, who has been okay, and Austin Hooper, who's been okay, they've just been really bad. Even Calvin Ridley's having spotty weeks that you can't rely upon. Um, Seahawks. Just, I'm not surprised, but they have been... um, I've rostered a lot of Hawks in a bunch of my leagues, and they've been a good combo to have. If you have a Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, Will Disley kind of combo going, or even DK Metcalf, um, you're winning because they're putting up crazy amount of points, and Russell Wilson's actually the number one quarterback overall right now. Um, and then the Rams. I The Rams are a nice surprise in, in one sense in passing. Um, they... I one thing that I really pride myself on this year is I was right about the receiver combo. So Cooper Cup is clearly the best receiver out of those three. Um, and you know I was one of the very few people that were saying that. Most people were saying Robert Woods one, Brandon Cooks two, Cooper Cup three. But I was hearing too much buzz in camp about how Cooper Cup looked better than before he had his knee surgically repaired and he said how great he felt and I already knew that him and Goff had a great rapport so but their defense and their running game has been awful Gurley has been I don't know what's going on they're finally starting to get him the rock more often like like the last couple weeks but still it's they've been so reserved with him and then the defense I mean Tampa Bay went up and hung like 60 on him that is not the Rams of the old. Wade Phillips has got to have been going crazy. All right, number nine, I got Chris Godwin here. He has been such a good uh, surprise for if you owned him. He's been so much better than probably the most volatile player in fantasy football, Mike Evans, who will go out and put up 35 one week. And then, like last week, Zero receptions for zero yards. What is up with that? That's why I've never been high on him. He's just, it seems like he's like a moody guy. And I don't know if it's like that. If he's like Kyrie Irving, where it's, it all depends on mood. If he's going to have a good game or a bad game, but there's just zero consistency. Um, so I, you know, but Chris Godwin has been great. And Bruce Arian said he was not going to come off the field. So that's not surprising to see him do this well. Uh, number eight, I got the Titans. Um, minus Derrick Henry, there has not been a startable asset really on that team. Delaney Walker, maybe, but Mariota's been awful. Um, uh, what's their backup running back's name? Deion Lewis has not even really received, uh, you know, that 40-60 split that they had last year. It's maybe 95 to 5 right now. So uh, Corey Davis and um, Taze Sharp and all those guys. A.J. Brown has looked good. But other than that, the Titans have just looked bad. And it doesn't help when you're missing four kicks at a time. Um, number seven, I got Kiki Didi Juju. Kiki Didi Juju. Sounds like a... Mario game. Kiki, Didi, Juju. So these guys with these special names have been trash. 
probably in that order. Kiki Cutie uh, can't get on the field because he's always injured. Didi Westbrook, a guy that I drafted in like maybe 90% of my leagues. I dropped in 90% of my leagues because he's been so bad. And DJ Chark has been so good. And then Juju, you know, he's been okay. But there's only so much you can do when... uh, What's his name? I don't even know what his damn name is. But Mason Rudolph was bad. But what is the guy that they have right now? His name's like Devlin. God, he's got an awful name. But anyway, yeah. He's got a third string quarterback who barely made the team. That's the starter now. So that's nice for all the Juju owners out there. Um, Number six, I got... The Panthers, the Jags, and the Giants are all better without their starters. So, um, Kyle Allen, Gardner Minshew, and uh, Daniel Jones. I would say the Panthers have been the best without um, Cam Newton. I actually think they should probably move on from him, and it's hard for me to say that as being a Panthers fan and a Cam Newton fan. But I just don't think it works there. I think he needs a fresh start. Um, I think he cares more about fashion than he does football. And Kyle Allen's been looking really good. And McCaffrey has been the freaking MVP of fantasy football so far. Maybe of the entire league. Uh, We knew Daniel Jones was eventually going to get his shot. And then Gardner Minshew just came out of nowhere, dude. And... You know, his Uncle Rico vibes. Everybody's loving it. Minshew mania. He's actually been a really good fantasy quarterback. He's uh, put up more points than Aaron Rodgers. Let me get a drink real quick. At number five, I've got the Niners. Niners have just been a pleasant surprise across the board. Um, The only thing I would say is their receiving core... um, all their receivers have been really disappointing. There's nobody that you can really bank on between uh, Pettis, Samuel, Goodwin. Um, the only guy you've been able to bank on is their tight end, Kittle. And then, but their their running game has been so unstoppable. It doesn't matter who, if it's Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, now Tevin Coleman, now back in the mix, or Matt Breida. It doesn't matter who is running the ball. They are just. They're savages from the point of attack. And then we saw Nick Bosa makes them a whole lot better on defense. They just made Cleveland look like a peewee team Monday night. Number four, I've got Chicago. We thought that everybody was going to take a huge step up. We thought, oh, uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky was so good last year in so many different games. Um, you know, an entire offseason working with all these guys, getting that rookie season under his belt. His sophomore season has been terrible. Chase Daniel is now in there. Um, and things aren't just looking good for really anybody. Taylor Gabriel put up three touchdowns in one game and then two zeros, two other games. So he, you can't rely upon him. Trey Burton hasn't been non-existent. Allen Robinson is really the only guy who's been putting up decent numbers. We thought that, you know, Tariq Cohen and Dave Montgomery were going to both put up big numbers. They both had been putting up little numbers. So uh, Chicago has just been bad in general. Um, 
Number three, I've got Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs for the Oakland Raiders. So both of these guys have been great surprises, more Waller than Jacobs. Jacobs has been more impressive than Waller, but they use that high draft capital on him um, to come in and be the workhorse while nobody really besides Oakland Raiders diehards and people within, you know, that that locker room knew about Waller and what he was capable of. And he's been a top 10 tight end and startable every week. Number two, I kind of already prefaced, but DJ Chark and Gardner, uh, Gardner Minshew. DJ Chark has been right now. He is the number five receiver in all of the NFL uh, fantasy scoring wise. And Minshew has been good too, but Chark, we thought Didi, uh, Marquise Lee, those kind of guys were going to own this offense. It's been DJ Chark. Like he has been killer and he's been on most people's benches, but now he is a must start. And he's one of those guys that was barely drafted. And next year he is going to go within, within like the first four rounds. Um, so that was number two. My number one fantasy surprise is the Cleveland Browns. What in the hell is going on? I don't know what Freddie Kitchens, you know, is thinking there, but it's kind of been a shit show. Um, so they started out looking like trash and then they play the Baltimore Ravens who, you know, Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram, the defense, they were just putting together really solid football games. And then the Browns come to town to uh, and take on Baltimore and trash them. Chubb goes for like 203 touchdowns. It wasn't even competitive. So we go, okay, Cleveland, Cleveland's, you know, got it together. The only thing is with that Baltimore game is OBJ had like two catches for like 12 yards. And so people are going, okay, Jarvis had a huge game, but OBJ, um, two targets or, or two catches is, you know, if they can win games with it, but is he going to be happy with it? I don't know. So we saw in that game on Monday night against the Niners, Freddie Kitchens t- uh, decided to get OBJ the ball some weird ways. So he actually had a couple of rushes out of the backfield where he jet sweeped and then bounced it to the backfield and they tossed him the ball. And I mean, he probably had two rushes for eight yards. So they're trying to find unique ways to get him the ball, but it just seems like there's no connection or rhythm there. Baker needs to find him more. Um, With Najoku gone... With Chubb running the ball so well, they need both Jarvis and OBJ to eat. Um, luckily with the Browns, is they're in a kind of a strange division this year. So they are still, um, they have the win over the Ravens. And then Cincinnati and Pittsburgh only have one win combined between two of them. They're one and 10 between the two of them. So they can definitely still make the playoffs. Um, and they're, they're staying competitive. It's just, they seem like such a bipolar team. 
And that's what happens when you bring in so many different mixed personalities and, you know, bakers all over the place. Sorry, I got cut off there. What I was saying is Baker never seems to be able to own his mistakes, but then when he has success, he seems to, you know, really shove it out there like, yeah, well, all you guys said this and that. It's just not the proper way to lead. Uh, they just seem kind of hectic. Do you, this is really important for fantasy football. I know not a lot of people subscribe to this, but I do. I think it's a game changer. Watch sound effects. You can pull it up on YouTube or watch it on your TV. Watch sound effects from week to week, and you can find the personality of certain teams. Um, they have what sound effects does, if you're not aware, is they put um, microphones on all sorts of players. And since it's an NFL show, it's more than just like one guy being mic'd up and having to be quiet. Um, all the sound guys are picking up sounds. So you hear the players talking shit to one another. You hear, um, you know, maybe offensive linemen, um, coaches and offensive linemen arguing with each other. Or, you know, you hear receivers calling for the ball. Um, I'm telling you, what I'm really looking forward to is uh, Travis Kelsey and Eric Bieniemy. So... What um, happened in Sunday, in that Sunday night loss to the Colts is the Chiefs. It was really strange. The cameras caught Kelsey pushing Eric Bieniemy. So, and this came after, I think, Travis Kelsey had like three drops, which is so unlike him. But I think what happened, which is why I'm looking forward to seeing this, is uh, I think what happened is... Kelsey said something to Bienemy, which is the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid. And I think Bienemy was frustrated and said, like, uh, well, don't drop the balls or whatever, or stop dropping the ball, catch the ball or something. And Kelsey went up and pushed him. And that's a no-no in locker rooms. But later you saw him come and hug him. So all's good there. It's just, you know, Travis Kelsey's a very heated player, um, which is why I like him so much. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. So let's finish off this episode and just talk about strategy for a second. So I find myself doing this every year and I actually wrote it down on notes because I do it every year. I do it every single year. And this year I did it with Jordan Howard. I get frustrated with players too quickly. Uh, I did it with Didi Westbrook, which is fine. I don't really think he holds much uh, value. Maybe he does later on the year. But in, with, in certain leagues where I'm not the best team or really vying for top three, top four, I get really frustrated with certain guys that, you know, you heard things good about them in camp or... Um, you watch them in preseason, they look great, and they just have not produced all year long like D.D. Westbrook. Or in my case, I drafted both Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. And everything you heard from everybody, from fantasy an, uh, analysis, from Doug Peterson, from practice squad guys, from you know beat writers and stuff in Philadelphia said, 
Jordan Howard doesn't, you know, he lost a step and they drafted Miles Sanders to come in and be, you know, their lead back there. And I knew it was going to be more of a timeshare like with uh, Darren Sproles and Jordan Howard seeing sparingly. But what has happened is Jordan Howard the last few weeks has done really good. Well, I dropped him after like week three. I was like, I'm tired of this. Like, like I'm not going to get anything out of this, this situation. I should have held on. And guess what? I still have Miles Sanders and I'm starting him this week. And he's the number two there. And now somebody else in that league is reaping my rewards that I should have just waited on. So be patient, guys. Be patient with certain guys. Um, I think in my case with Didi, that was a good drop. I dropped him week three because it was three straight weeks where he did nothing. He wasn't getting target share and he wasn't getting as much snaps. And I figure Nick Foles goes out. You know, Minshew has a thing with DJ Chark. Uh, So... And it, he kind of just stares him down. So Didi has been better, but still, he I think he got five catches for 55 yards last game, which is just not going to do it. Um, so there's part of my strategy. Also, waiver wires are kind of spent up by now. This week, I think the top guys on the waiver wire are like Kyle Allen, uh, Deontay Johnson and uh, uh, Hilleman, the Giants' third string running back. I It's pretty dry, guys. I don't really even hit the waiver wire um, this week. I got defenses since bye weeks are, are uh, four different teams are on bye weeks this year. I did this week. Um, sorry. I, I did get defenses in a couple of leagues, and then a couple of my players, uh, I tried to pick up like Adrian Peterson uh, because Jay Gruden was fired, and I know Bill Callahan likes to pound the rock with a big back, so I don't know what that means for Chris Thompson, but we will see. <clears throat> but waiver wires re- uh, is really dried up by now. Um, so get out and make trades, guys. Here's... Here's a piece of advice that I need to follow myself. If you're not a top six team right now, if you're not if you're not vying for the playoffs right now, so let's say you're one and four, or I guess it would be uh, oh and five, or two uh, two and three, uh, depending on how everybody else is doing in your league, depends. But if you're not in at least seventh place or tied for seventh, if you're not close and you look at your points for and your points against, like in one of my leagues, I'm probably the third best team. If you look at point points for how many points I've scored, excuse me, <coughs> but I've had really tough matchups. Like I went against last week. I lost because I went up against Deshaun Watson and Christian McCaffrey. So I put up the second most points in the league, but I went up against the person who scored the first most points in the league. So um, if you're not one of those teams, like, you know, your points for are like 200 points less than the guys in first and second. Um, 
get the phone numbers of guys in your leagues if you don't even already have a text chain going and throw out some trades. Propose trades. If you need running back help, you know, I see guys with leagues where they're maybe two and three or one and four. And they have like five receivers and they have guys like Julio Jones and Devontae Adams that they will never bench. So why are you rostering that many receivers? You only really need three or four in that case because you will play Devontae Adams and Julio Jones every week barring injuries or suspensions. So go find a team that needs receiver help. Package a couple receivers or a running back and a receiver and go get you a bona fide running back if that's what you need. But don't just sit around with all this wasted space. If you drafted really heavy receivers or running backs and you're, you have guys that are plug and play guys that you're not going to move out of your starting spot, they are wasting value on your bench. Make the weaker spots uh, of your squad, make the weaker spots of your squad stronger. And, or at least try. It's fun, too. Um, all right. Last pieces of advice is I would just say um, take in the season. Guys, we are already a third of the way through the season. And that sucks. I wish we could just pause it. But uh, take it in and go and win your championship. Um I will do another podcast here soon, ranking my kickers and defenses. Um, So I will talk to you guys then. I'll be back. We'll talk more about waiver wire stuff and strategy going into uh, the playoffs and your league championship. All right, y'all signing off.